For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to another episode of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast users, Spotify video users, rate and review the show, and everyone. Go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. All right, and in this game week, of course, we have those G-men coming into town from Grambling, the Grambling Tigers. And here to talk about it is a special, special guest. He is the GSU Sports Radio Network commentator on game day, Mr. Shy L. Flowers. Welcome to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Hey, how's it going, man? Going well, going well. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having me on. Oh, man, we're excited to have you on. We're excited for this game. Our home opener, so obviously going to be a lot of excitement in the city of Jackson. And we know Grambling's going to bring it as well. So we're anticipating a, a big game, a huge showdown that we definitely want to talk about. But uh, just let us know, man, what's the buzz like over there in Grambling as you guys prepare to head to Jacktown? Well, right now the buzz is going crazy because, of course, we had a terrible first week. Mm-hmm. Came off of a huge second week at Northwestern, bought out an independent stadium, and then you know, the score of that Jackson State game gave a lot of the Grambling fans some confidence. So right now the Grambling fans are feeling like we got a chance to come up in there and pull off the upset. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about this team. And it all starts with your first year head coach, none other than Mr. Hugh Jackson, obviously coming over from Tennessee State, team that we just played, right? So we know he's a he's a genius. He's been around the game. He's done it at the highest level. So talk about this team. What is the identity of a Hugh Jackson-led team? Because obviously he was previously a coordinator, but now he's the man running the show. They say that teams typically take on the, the mindset or the mentality of a coach. So what's the identity of, so far of a Hugh Jackson? led team within two games i can truly say because that's been something i've been trying to figure out myself and i guess in the first game it was hard to figure out because it didn't feel like that was the team that you know it didn't seem right about okay. hugh jackson coming in in their first game that they're just getting blown out in that way so it was hard to dissect it but i feel like we're a team that's ready to kill them with kindness, but we have the grit to do what we have to do. Like, we're, they're not out and about just walking around super cocky. Like, they're ready to beat anybody that's in their path, but they feel like anybody that's in their path, they're truly able to beat. And with that, we were able to truly see that grit after going down 14 points against Northwestern last weekend and then to score, what was it, 49 unanswered? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really add so much more out of a team like that. So I feel like this confidence, they're handling themselves more like professionals and less like mm-hmm. college students. And that's awesome. been something that we've been really, as fans of the team, we're loving to see it. I mean, my brothers, I have a couple fraternity brothers that are playing on the team, and okay. even their mindset in entering the games has been totally different. And I just love it. They're well-poised. They're, they're, they, they're a lot more confident in what they're doing, but they're not 
exuding it to where it's coming off like overconfident. Trying to out, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So I know this is your third season covering the team as a game day coordinator. So far, what are some of the biggest differences you've seen with this team and the team from last season that I would imagine you you'd probably say underachieved? I mean, of course, yes. And <laughs> what I can say, like, <laughs> this team, they're, they're just they're clean, man. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is about them, but they have a different level of camaraderie amongst themselves. Like, even when they're seeing another brother or just – teammate amongst the around campus walking around like they're instantly able to just say what's up then it's not like oh oh yeah i play football with them more like that's my brother i go to war with him mm-hmm. so whatever hugh jackson did like he brought them together and they're really playing for each other out there mm-hmm. definitely and then you talked about the you know first game uh, how it didn't go well and how you responded definitely rebounded from an unsatisfying performance versus arkansas state in week two versus Northwestern. So what were some of the differences between that big uh, week one, I'm sorry, the, the big, the loss in week one versus the big win in week two? Well, I feel like the differences were the coaching staff was reiterating to the team multiple times. Like I would hear it on the sideline, like, okay, now that you guys have shown me you can do it, they wanted more. And so it seems like the difference within the first week to the second week is they just reiterated that one, the offense works. You just got to run it properly. And on the defensive end, to just continue to go after the ball and not give up. And so within the, I guess, a week's change, you're just seeing a whole different team out there because they're feeling more confident in the work that they're putting in. Absolutely. So 47 to 21 final score, Northwestern State, uh, some explosive, explosive plays, man. I mean, a 60 plus yard run, an 80 plus yard uh, TD reception, a 70 plus yard TD reception, a, a 55 yeah. yard fumble return. I think it was another interception or fumble that was returned yeah. out to the t- the two yard line. So just talk about the explosiveness of the team and those big plays. I mean, is that something that, especially offensively, is that something that you expect this team to be able to continue to do, or was it just uh, you know right time and they caught the, the opposition slipping? <laughs> well, I feel like when Hugh Jackson came in, we instantly. Everyone at Grambling was like, okay, we finally got us an offense again. Because, okay. of course, Hugh Jackson is known to be the quarterback guru for the work mm-hmm. that he's put in at USC, even before being a head coach at the Browns. So we immediately were expecting that. And I feel like that was the biggest issue within the Arkansas State game because we're just like, whoa, we didn't even put up points on the board. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, there wasn't even over 50 yards passing. Like, what what is going on? So what we saw out of Grambling last week against Northwestern, it was like, okay, it's clicking now. And so when you see the big plays from uh, Lyndon Rash, like Lyndon mm-hmm. Rash is a guy that we've been needing for the past two years, but he was hurt all last season. So to see him back in action, it was a great sight to see. J.R. Waters is an Oregon transfer. So okay. uh, we were instantly expecting a big time place for him. So to see the 71-yard bomb, like that was what we wanted. Maurice Washington, you know, we've been hearing about him for forever. Absolutely. Yeah, And so to see him, you know, the first time he does it, hurdles over the defender and break for 61 yards, we're like, okay, now it's not a fluke. So now we're just having that confidence as fans to be like, okay, well, yeah, we got this dude. We got this dude. Like, look, they're here now. Look at it. Look what they're doing on the field. So it was definitely – that was what we were expecting, not the week one. That, that week two performance, that's that's Grambling offense right there for you. So you're saying week two, that's the real Grambling. That's the real grammar. That's the sure. real grammar. Okay. All right. 
good stuff there. Uh, that the, the point to 47 points that you scored and you missed three P- PATs as well. I mean, so you t- talk about a 50 piece, but that was the, the most points that Grable <laughs> has scored since uh, 2019 versus Texas Southern. Now, I, I know a couple of offensive coordinators were brought in prior to John Simon. Didn't pan out for various reasons. Uh, but just talk about John Simon, what he brings to the table offensively. Well, John Simon has been somebody who's been a key like asset to the change in Grambling culture. And when it comes to our offense as well, we were just talking about it because, of course, like Grambling is a small community, and I'm pretty sure it's the same over there at Jackson. And so we having Barbershop talk, talking about how John Simon has truly been changing the offense around and how things have been clicking. And it's more like he was learning on the fly from week one to week two, but it seemed like he got it. And, you know, we did bring in a couple other guys. It was Art Browse as well, who was one of the main mm-hmm. contenders to get the position. And, of course, a lot of people were feeling like, well, he should have just stuck with Art Browse. But I completely understand the reasoning. And that's why I am glad with the John Simon move. Because, to me, John Simon is a grambling man. Like, he understands the area. He understands the players. He connects with the players on a different level. And you see, like, of course he's their coach. But, like, they love him. And people love playing for John Simon. And it's showing with the team. I mean, the offense, they go back to him and you can see how he's even communicating with them throughout the quarters. And it's just a great flow that they have right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk about this quarterback, obviously, Mr. Quaterius uh, Hawkins, 13 for 23, close to 300 yards. A lot of those were you know, big plays run after the catch, but three touchdowns versus Northwestern. So what does he bring to the table? I know that kind of going into the season that that quarterback position seemed kind of unsettled so has he settled in as a guy who could potentially lead the team for the entire season and what does he bring to the table I me personally and when talking to the Grambling fans and even some of the people around radio and stuff like Quaterius Hawkins is the guy and it seems like he will be our starter throughout the rest of this season we have a young freshman Julian Calvez as well and he's shown a lot of promise but when you have a man with that much experience and from what I've been hearing, because he's from Bastrop, Louisiana, mm-hmm. and now I'm from Los Angeles, California. So okay. a lot of what goes on in Bastrop and just Louisiana in general, this is still new to me. And so what I've been hearing is like that type of play that he showed in week two is how he's been playing his whole life, not only just at Jones Community College. And so the, I saw a couple of the plays that he made at Jones and it's looking very resembling to that. He's mobile. He's able to get the ball out and he's not looking to run instantly. And that's what you need in the quarterback. So to me, I love him. And so does the Grambling fans. Yeah. Now, so I didn't know you from L.A. So we have to talk about it. Coach Hugh Jackson, man, in terms of the recruiting, man, he's going heavy, heavy West Coast. I know you got to be loving it. I mean, are you telling him all the hot spots out there or he or he knows where to go and get him? Man, Hugh Jackson, he knows where to go and get him. I, the first time I met him, it's funny, actually. Uh, I can tell you a quick story. Um, I graduated from Crenshaw High. Okay. He went right. to my rival high school, Dorsey High. And so that was the initial way of how I introduced myself to mm-hmm. him. Like, you know, I really can't mess with you because mm-hmm. you went to the rival high school and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so I tell him about what school I went to. And he brings up his D-line coach. And he's like, oh, yeah, he, he usually knows the Los Angeles area pretty well. You know, tell mm-hmm. him what school you went to again. So I tell him, I tell him I went to Crenshaw. Within two minutes, the dude has every bit of my stats. So, hey. I don't know what he has out there, but they're definitely well tapped in with the Los Angeles area. And, I, and it shows with some of the freshmen that we brought in when we brought in Tyson Bordeaux, the yeah, receiver definitely. from Long Beach Poly, and Floyd Chalk, the monster from Alamany. So it's like, you know, two Southern California guys that are really willing and ready, willing and ready to play, excuse me. And I mean, it shows when you see the playtime that they're getting right now. So 
Yeah, I don't have to give him anything. He probably has to give me some tips on what mm-hmm. I got to do out there in LA. Definitely. Definitely. All right, back to your quarterback. Uh, he's been spreading the ball around to a, a few wide receivers. So talk about that wide receiver room. It looks like, uh, you know, he's, again, he's spreading around to a number of different guys. Is there one guy who stands out who who could be that big, uh, you know, thousand-yard receiver, or is it really just, uh, you know, spreading the wealth, spreading the ball around? Well, I feel like when I spoke about Lyndon Rash earlier, to me, he is the primary receiver on the team. But we have so much depth, man. It's It's kind of getting scary. And we have Greg, number nine. He's, he's hurt right now, but he was our take-the-top-off guy all of last season. So what a lot of the fans are waiting on is for him to come back because a lot of fans have yet to see Greg and Lyndon play together. Mm-hmm. So we brought in J.R. Waters as well, and he's been a huge asset to the offense. I mean, he's been that take-the-top-off guy, as you see with the 70-yard bomb that he had in the last game. And so I feel like they're going to be able to spread the, the love, but we have some serious guys in that receiver core. And it's the same in the backfield. You know, when you look at the box score, you see a number of receivers, you know, catching passes. Not a high volume of passes, but you see, you know, one pass here, two passes there, three passes there. So that's going to keep the defense honest. But the same when it, with that backfield, we talked about, you talked about Maurice Washington, a name that we've been hearing about as well. Five, uh, only five attempts, but 95 yards. He had two touchdowns, yes. 19 yards per carry versus Northwestern. But you guys play a lot of running backs. So is that by design? Is it is the competition just that, uh, is the talent pool just that deep? Or, or what's kind of the mindset with that running back room? Well, according to the running back coach, he considers the running back room the elite fleet. And he says that any and every single one of them are ready and willing to play at any time. And it shows. I mean, we have two freshmen that are getting minutes over some of the seniors, who, over a former Bayou Classic MVP in Kellen Elder. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that, it's like yeah. we have the depth in the backfield, and it's showing through and through. I mean, we have the power backs. C.J. Russell, we didn't see many carries from him because he was hurt the last season. But a lot of people are forgetting this man ran for 2,000 yards in high school, mm-hmm. 30 minutes away at Arcadia High. So it's like we have a plethora of running backs and I'm loving it all. And I feel like that's the game plan to just use them all. I mean, whatever one is good for this time, that's what you do. I mean, you see, we let Maurice run free and then all right, reel it in real quick. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, I, I'm loving the depth that we have in the backfield. And I feel like that's the exact game plan that we're using. So what kind of versatility do you have back there? Do you have a little bit of uh, you know, the, the power, the finesse, is you have some different you know, things you can put it, you, different guys you can put out there for the specific scenarios and situations. I definitely feel like that's exactly what it is because when you look at a running back like Keelan Elder or even Floyd Chalk, those are two strong power backs. I mean, the every down backs that you want to give the ball to or even Keelan Elder on the goal line, that's what you would love to see that. And then when you have um, C.J. Russell, I mean, that man, he's been great catching passes. He had 200 yards in the Bayou Classic last year. So mm-hmm. he's been a very good back every down. And then we have um, what well, we call him Lamborghini Williams, but his name is actually said. And uh, he's a young freshman from BR, and he's been a monster within the last two games that we saw. He actually owes me a touchdown, I told him, because he broke wow. for like a – it was like a 73-yard run, and he got hot. And I'm telling you, oh, like, man, you're a freshman. You got to – you know, it's your first yeah. touchdown. You already had one, but you could have had two. Like, you know, it's just about that hunger. And then, yeah, I just – I love every running back that we have because I just named all of them, and I still have named my favorite, which is Maurice. And that dude is a monster. I mean – He's considered to be an every down back, but you can even mm-hmm. throw him yeah. in a slot. You can you can do whatever you want with him. And just once the ball is in his hands, it's dangerous. 
and it's really like that with every back, and that's what I love to see. Definitely, definitely. And I'm uh, moving over to the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, a new defense coordinator, uh, Mr. Cedric Thornton. I know I would imagine the team is feeling a little bit better after week one, only giving up uh, in week two, only giving up 21 points. So I'm sure the confidence is high heading into the Jackson uh, State game. So talk about what Coach Thornton has brought to the de- defensive unit. Well, of course, Coach Thornton has been well experienced within the swag coming from all corner. And I mean, the work that he's been putting in is showing through and through. One thing that used to really bother a lot of not only the fans, but even like some of the people in radio was how you would see a lot of the change in the cornerback throughout the game or even throughout the same drive. That was a huge frustration because we're just like, what's going on with grambling defense? Like if you have a cornerback, let that man play the rest of the drive and do what he has to do. And so Coach Thornton and of course, Saeed Lee being our cornerback coach, allowing that to happen has been a huge change. And even talking to some of my brothers who play corner, they feel like the level of confidence that they have out there has been, I mean, tenfold. Like when you have a corner, when you have a coach who's taking you out after one bad play, it doesn't mm-hmm. really make you feel like you can just go back and get another one. Like it's hard mm-hmm. to get it because it's just about making you remember it. They're taking you out the game to make you watch what's happening. And so Coach Thornton allowing his players to be themselves, one, and just even trusting in freshmen as well to get in the mm-hmm. game and do what they have to do. Like last week when we had uh, KT, Kevin Thomas, the young number 47 in the game, he caught him an interception early because he feels like he's experienced already out there. And it's because Coach Thornton is instilling that confidence within those players. I mean, I'm, I am I could go on and on about the defense. I love the defense right now, man. They're going crazy. Now, you're talking about those young guys, but you have some proven vets back there as well who, you know, coming in with all swag honors uh sunday out of anderson yeah first team uh blake thomas linebacker second team quincy mitchell db second team so, so definitely some experience back there so talk about in addition to the youngsters talk about the experience that they bring to the table and then also any other names that you expect to emerge so by the end of the season when we're talking about uh the season accolades not the preseason we're talking about the postseason accolades some names that we can be looking out for to make a push to make some all swag teams well, I'll just go with the names to look out for off the rip. I feel like Ryan Fields has shown a huge progression within his play from last year till now. He's a cornerback, number 21. And one thing about him, he's always had the size ever since coming in. He started as a red shirt freshman. And it just took that experience over time to just continue to develop. And, I mean, now he's making big-time plays out there, huge pass breakups, and I truly feel like he's one to watch out for. He had a huge hit, actually, in the Jackson State game that made ESPN. Not sure if you remember it or not, but he he was a big time player, and as well as uh, Marquise Britton, uh, they moved him from primarily playing outside corner. He's been playing more nickel play this year, and it's been showing as he was more undersized, they would say. And now going against those slot receivers, he's been making some huge plays. But we when we speak about the experience and the veterans like Sunday Anderson or even Joshua Reed and Blake Thomas, I mean, it's just incredible because you see how everyone on the team is following afterwards. Because when you have someone like Sonny, and Sonny is my little brother. He's my okay. Leo, actually. I'm a brother of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Okay. Spring 20 initiate. All right, He's all one right. Of the younger bulls that came in <laughs> uh, fall 21. And so I've been teaching them a lot and just, you know, I converse with them a lot. <laughs> when he made that Reese Senior Bowl watch list, I was just explaining to him, like, you know, this is nowhere near the end. This is nowhere near even the start. Like, you're just now about to get started up because – 
now is when the, the eyes are on you. No one really knew who you were last year, but people know who you are now. So you're going to get a lot more of those holding calls that you were complaining about last year, stuff like that. And he's been showing poise through it all. I mean, he's had two back-to-back huge games. I'm not really sure if they've been showing that much up on the stat sheet, but it, when you're watching the game, Sundiata Anderson is always somebody to watch out for, as well as Blake Thomas. I mean, the man, he's had double-digit tackles, I believe, in both games already. So he's been playing out of his body. Joshua Reed was the one who returned the uh, fumble for, for a touchdown in the last game. And just seeing that leadership amongst them on the sideline is where it's showing. Because after a bad play happens, those are the guys that you'll see picking up the defense. Keep your head up. We got to go out there again. Keep your head up. It doesn't matter what happened in the last play. It doesn't matter if they're holding you. Keep going hard. And when you see the, the linemen, the linebackers in the corners, I mean, that's the defense right there, secondary linebackers, defensive line, and they're all carrying everybody through. It just shows well, and it carries out, and you're seeing it. Yeah, yeah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 